All right, we're brought to you by Larry King Law. 757-687-9494, the text line, uh, the Ballyhoo's phone line as well, efforting uh, Dwight Stevenson, who's going to be on with us, hopefully coming up here shortly in the football at four. All right, so before we do all that, let me get to uh, some of these texts about uh, the Vrabel-Belichick thing. We were discussing this earlier about how you know it looks like some quality coaches are going to be without a chair here in this musical chairs of uh, coaching. With just three left right now, uh, Vrabel and Belichick, um, a man for the 214 says, should not rush to a crap job. Great jobs are likely to open next year. Philly, Dallas, Buffalo, Miami, Jacksonville could all be open next season. I would add the New York Giants too, by the way. And that's my fear. That's my uh, you know conspiracy theory, if you were. If you were. Uh, my you know hot take Tuesday is that Bill Belichick will be the New York Giants coach after this uh, Brian Dayball thing flames out after three seasons. That's that's what I think is going to happen about that. So that's what's going to happen, unfortunately, I believe. But just me. All right, 757-687-9494. If you want to hit us up via the text, have at it there. And, you know, again, we'll see. Uh, there is still, I guess, time for the Falcons to uh, – Still close one of those guys. But right now, I mean, they're going back to Bobby Slowick Jr. today uh, for a second. Uh, Quinn is now apparently across the country and I'm talking to the Seahawks, but allegedly is going to come back to interview with the commanders next week. But who knows? That might be one of those, hey, I'm going to say I'm going to interview with the commanders next week, so I just go ahead and lock up this job with Seattle. Yeah, it seems like that, doesn't it? Yeah. So that's what we heard yesterday about Harbaugh, right? Oh, well, Harbaugh is going to... Um, talk with the Falcons tomorrow if this uh, after he's you know since he's done with the Chargers and then like an hour later it was a done deal so there could be a little bit of that in play here uh, when it's all said and done all right the coordinator situation is almost as spicy and it's really become the head story and the lead story prior to all this um, you know all these once these other coaching things get get wrapped up but the coordinators, Joe Brady is officially, you know, in interviewing with the Bills. I mean, if they don't hire him, I don't know what they're going to do. That would do. be dumb, yeah. Yeah, it would be really stupid. Uh, the Eagles hired um, Vic Fangio immediately today after he was, you know, mutually parting ways yesterday. Sounds like a good divorce court thing, right? Yeah, Mutually parted ways. Nobody's suing anybody for alimony. Uh, so anyway, he's going to be the Eagles' D.C. He, of course, was the guy that uh, helped them get ready for the Chiefs last year before the Super Bowl. Now, I might add this. This, again, just maybe seems like I'm taking a drive-by cheap shot. Maybe I am. Uh, that they had had a sack record, right, last year. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, you know where I'm going with this? They had a sack record, okay? And then they bring in the, hey, he's going to help us with the, with the Super Bowl um, game plan guy, and they have zero sacks in the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And now they hire him, so whatever. And I know this got you excited because this was your, hey, my hot take Tuesday thing. Your guy Callan Moore is going to interview <laughs> with the Eagles. I'm I'm just I'm just here for the party, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm just here yeah. for for all the angry Philly fans once they see the Callan Moore offense. Former Cowboy OC, who was at one point. I, I don't know if I'm going to say. Careful. I, I don't want to say Ben Johnson because Ben Johnson's probably going to close the job. But he was one of these hot coordinators who was, you know, being bantered about. He was. Um, prior to the season in which he basically was fired uh, by the Cowboys when they decided, no, we're going to let Mike McCarthy take over the offense. Now, as somebody who, you know, is not a Cowboy fan, I would say Mike McCarthy did a heck of a lot better job with that Cowboys offense this season in his first year being the play caller again 
than Kellen Moore did over the previous years. True. Won the same amount of games, but true. Right. I mean, same result, you know, in and out of the playoffs. But in terms of playing, Dak was better, I, I believe. Oh, he was definitely better. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. think they even had all the personnel they needed because I think they were a big back short. But anyway, worked out pretty good for them um, with the with the swap out of McCarthy for, for Kellen Moore. And now Kellen Moore is also going to interview, apparently, with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, according to uh, some reports. So the Browns and the Eagles, you know, in either case, you're working with some talent. I would say the Eagles probably have more talent if I was trying to guide one Kelman Moore, you know, if I was trying to guide him. Um, from the seven, or excuse me, 214 says, great call on the Giants. If Dayball gets fired and the Bills job opens, he'll be the head coach. He's the best out of Allen. He's got the be- he'll, he got the best out of Allen. That'd be it would be uh, that'd be an interesting one too. Although again, Dayball, uh, you know, according to some of this stuff in the offseason you're hearing, part of his problem is he seems to be a tweaker. He's a guy who would tell you you screwed up, but he doesn't tell you how to fix it or, or, or doesn't have ideas. He's like, oh, this is stupid, and he'll argue with you, but then he doesn't give a like an actual solution to anything. Oh, we saw him get very very huffy with Daniel Jones on more than one yes. occasion. Yeah. So again. Who knows what, what uh, that means. Uh, I did think it was interesting that of all the things that went wrong this year for the Giants, the big conclusion at the end of it was what's blow out the defensive staff. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, because their offense was putrid. I mean, most of the season. Outside of the, like the three-week Tommy Cutlets ride before he started asking for money to go to a uh, you know, a, de- a, be- a deli, uh, wanting more money to go to the deli. <laughs> How do you be- like that for that being your downfall? Right, right. Like, that was like the, you know, whatever that deli's called, it's the curse. Like when we talk, we put the like, hey, remember remember that guy Tommy uh, De- DeVito that was like a big thing for four weeks? What was the downfall of him? Well, he tried to shake down a deli owner for a few extra, you know, a few extra grand or his agent did. And then the agent with all those those stupid uh, yeah. costumes he was wearing at the well, games. I blame ESPN for that. Yeah, I do too. Anyway, all that. Then, then we, we do the whole, hey, whatever, like the 30 for 30 on where's Tommy Cutlets now. You know, like how, um, remember VH1 used to do, like, you know, go back on like the bands, like to find out what happened yeah, to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Behind they break? the music kind Behind of the thing, music. Yeah. yeah, behind the music, like the breakups. Like We need more of that uh, kind of like kind of shows on ESPN or NFL Network, you know, like whatever happened to dot dot dot, you know. And then, oh, Tom Rinaldi sounds perfect for. Oh, this. Tom Rinaldi could totally voice it. I mean, again, <laughs> I've already, you know, I think Tom Rinaldi. You know how they do these cameos? People do that stuff and get paid for. It? Tom Rinaldi's missing the boat. He could do like cameos for obituaries. Like people go, "Hey, look, wow. I got I got a family member that just died. Tom, could you read this or could you eulogize wow. them?" I mean, that is Tom Rinaldi right there. <laughs> Nobody's better at that. Than Tom Rinaldi, I think he could totally crush that. There's a whole business thing uh, when this Fox, you know, sideline reporting gig uh, ends at some point. So anyway, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. We're still trying to chase down Dwight Stevenson. We'll hope we get to him uh, to uh, join us. Talk about uh, all things Dolphins, Bama, and uh, the weekend ahead. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. Uh, we will talk more about the Chargers move today. My friend Chris Harry covers the Los Angeles Chargers. And he, you know, he went from having like, oh yeah, he get to cover the Chargers that's nice to all of a sudden, like, wow, man, you cover the Chargers. You know, mm-hmm. it's like who's got it better than you, kind of situation. So we'll do uh, that at five o'clock. It is the uh, Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, ninety four point one. We are brought to you by uh, Larry King Law. All right, welcome back. Uh, we are uh, efforting Dwight Stevenson. By the way, uh, John Harbaugh today uh, talking about the Chargers hire of his brother said, "My thoughts are." 
We play them next year. We're uh, looking forward to all of it. The Chargers has got themselves one great coach. But what? But again, the question I have is: Is he allowed on the sidelines this weekend with the Ravens and in the uh, you know all the all the extras that he was getting before? I would imagine probably not. We'll find out soon enough. Yeah, especially if they hire uh, Joe Ortiz as well. I mean, you know, the key cards are going to change at some point, right? You know, it'll be interesting if because Jim Harbaugh strikes me as the kind of guy that would show up there in his Charger gear. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, that would be pretty funny. All right. Uh, 757-687-9494 is the text line. Ballyhoo's phone line if you want to jump aboard. Thoughts on the Harbaugh hire today by the Chargers. Got any Michigan fans want to cry in their beer? We've had a few of them uh, hit us up on the text line earlier. Uh, feel free to do so. Uh, from uh, Hampton, Cliff in Hampton says, Is Callahan really a better fit than Vrabel? Callahan's has had six jobs in six years with very little results. Yeah, who knows, right? No, who, who the heck knows? Um, here's what he has going for him that that um, Vrabel didn't have. He's not going to fight with you about who the GM is, and he's not going to ask for power because he's trying to get his first job. So there's that part of it. I mean, I have a hard time saying, wow, he was the OC of those really good Cincinnati offenses because, as we all know, those really good Cincinnati offenses are A, Joe Burrow, uh, related and B is Zach Taylor, who is the head coach, who of course was um, on is on the uh, ever building uh, Sean McVay coaching tree. True, but I mean, what they were able to do with Jake Browning, one burrow right. went down. That yeah. that I think raised some eyebrows. Now, should that have raised enough eyebrows to get him a head coaching job in this particular cycle? I don't know about that, but I mean, that was certainly impressive what they were able to do when Burrow went down because there was a time where. An, when Burrow went down the first time, that didn't work out so well That's true. for them. So this time it was definitely different, and they actually had a shot to to get in at one point, and you know they just didn't quite get it done. But it, was that Jake Browning's better than we think he is, or is that you know Callahan and and Taylor are kind of geniuses and their ability to be able to get a quarterback that could get it done? I think they would be. Fa- I'm fascinated to see again with these young guys in particular, like what kind of staffs do they put together? They and then there's some, that. Yeah, put some experience in the staff. Number one. Uh, especially on the defensive side, if you're one of these offensive boy geniuses, which it seems like that's the way everybody's going here. It, you got to do that. And I think in Callahan's case, the interesting question is, would he dare ask his old man to come work for him, uh, who could really help the offensive line there? Because he is that is what he does. Like, he I is an O-line fixer. But as one of our uh, texters said to me yesterday, would you really want to work for, watch your dad working for you? <laughs> in this particular case, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, if I'm the boss, yeah. Uh, yeah, damn right. Um, but anyway, 757-687-9494, uh, the Valley Who's phone line. Ali in Norfolk, what's up? Hey, guys, how y'all doing today? Good, how are you? I'm well, I'm well. I just, I got a question, couple questions for you guys. Sure. Okay, the thing that I'm trying to figure out is this, with um, with the with the Dak Prescott situation, and by the way, I, I'm not for what the stuff that they're doing with him, the, the family's attacking him, it's still just sports, but... I think what what yeah. I'm concerned about is, as a Cowboy fan, is that you're looking at him and you see that in no matter what situation you put him in, he can't get it done, no matter what you do, yeah. whatever supports you put in place. So as a team, you're going to re-sign him so you can re-sign other players because you have uh, cap flexibility because of all the extra dollars or whatever, however that works out. So I was hoping to speak to Dwight and ask him, as, as a – player you know you're dealing with this you see that 
the, the player, the, the guy who's supposed to be leading you, can't get it done. Right. How does that impact the locker going forward? And what what do he, what can his teammates do to help him get over the hump? Because you could see it in his face almost immediately that he was not going to get it done that day. And well, that's really it. I can tell you what's not going to help him is your mom and dad and brother or sister getting on him on social media. That's not going to help him. I no, mean, that we know that for sure. That's that is no, uh, not, not a good situation. I don't like that. Not a good situation. Yeah, we're we're hoping to catch up with him here in a little bit, but I'll uh, I'll throw that at him if I can get it in. All right. All right, take care. All right, buddy. Thanks for the call. All right, 757-687-9494. Ballyhoo's phone line, uh, the text line as well is there uh, for you. All right, the uh, poll question of the day dealing with the Jim Harbaugh signing on the X at Jackson Sports at ESPN Radio 941. You can uh, get them there if you're an X person. Uh, what you have right now is this question about Jim Harbaugh's hiring. Home run hire, college football does not equal the NFL success necessarily. Wait and see. And then we have the, the others reply below. Um, right now, everybody's believing it is a home run hire. And uh, 37 point, or now we got 40.7 now, All are, right. are saying is a wait and see. Clearly, clearly, I think Ohio State fans. Uh, but anyway, uh, my, my guy Willis says, hey, Scott Harbaugh has a track record of winning teams. He will do the same with the Chargers as he gets as he gets his staff in the building. Um, yeah, I, I believe that as well. And what's going to be fascinating, of course, if you're a Michigan fan, to see how much of that staff is actually your current staff at Michigan, especially if it's a defensive staff, right? What's left of your of your staff there, and how quickly can you replace it? So this is like the you know we just saw. I mean, wow. I mean the the ten degrees of separation of the of the gym. Of the uh, Nick Saban retirement, right? I mean, I don't know if Harbaugh's thing will be quite that drastic, but in terms of assistant coaches moving around, it could be, right? I mean, you could have that. And there's always the chance, especially if they bring Hortiz over with them from the Ravens, there could be some poaching from Baltimore staff, which I'm sure John's probably not really thrilled about. But it's not like John didn't know this day was coming, right? John, oh, yeah. you know, they're, they're thick. I mean, that's a tight family. I don't, I don't think there was any surprises here that Jim's taking this job for John, he knew it was a possibility and he knew what that meant. So I'll be interested to uh, see though, you know, how much of that goes on and, you know, who, who gets what in this thing and how much, uh, you know, how much, you know, jostling there is to keep guys off of guys' staffs too. Well, and to your point about assistants being able to put staffs together, if you look at this from the Michigan aspect, Sharon Moore might be a great choice lateral move for head coach, but What's it going to be like when Cheryl Moore has to try and put a staff together? We know what he could do with players, but how is he going to do putting a staff together if he needs to do that, especially if it's a defensive staff? No doubt. Uh, That's what's going to be wild. Um, Because, again, it's not easy. And the later you get, the more talented people are not available anyway. Now, you could look, there's going to be staffs that there are staffs that have been blown up in the NFL already, right? Uh, the Seattle staff, for example, and some others, the guys have been free to go. We haven't seen, like, I don't know if there's really a lot to take from the commander staff, but but there are going to be some people available. Ron Rivera. Um, you know, from there, there's not really a lot, you know, available there uh, or a lot that excites you about that team. But uh, anyway, it, it's it's going to be a... It's going to be quick. You know, it's going to be one of these things, too, where, where people uh, really, really uh, hurry to start throwing these things together as they fall out. And again, you got to think, you know, the Michigan guys, 
The tough thing, too, especially for assistants, they're going to make a lot more in the NFL. Oh, of course they are. they're going to make yeah. in college, so it's pretty easy to poach people away. And, you know, I don't know how restricted some of these guys' contracts are. It does feel like they can all go whenever they want to. I know there is a was like a $2 million buyout or something for Harbaugh out of Michigan that I guess the Chargers have to pay. I oh, it was not high at all. Wasn't no. much. It really wasn't much. I mean, they were trying to make it tougher this time around if they had ever gotten to that point, which clearly they did not. So, I, I don't know. This is um, this is a situation that if you're if you're a Wolverines fan, that's what's probably going to worry you more than just, okay, we got the head guy right, can we keep the recruits? It's like, can you not just get just picked apart on the staff front because clearly the staff does a really good job mm-hmm. right i mean clearly the staff has done a excellent job all right seven five seven six eight seven uh ninety four ninety four seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four uh try to uh get uh, dwight stevenson here shortly uh to join us here we'll probably get him on the other side of the update we hope the um nfl you know in this cycle that they're in right now we mentioned this before, has just three jobs left, one of which is Washington. The other two jobs are the Seahawks and the Falcons. Now, if you believe what apparently everybody seems to believe around the league at this point, which is the commander's job is in fact open, but it's going to be Ben Johnson's, then okay, uh, maybe there's just really just two jobs available at this point. The Falcons, you know, and also obviously the Seahawks, but who knows? I mean, Seattle's going to have a second interview coming up here with, um, you know, with with their old defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn. That just seems like a no-brainer, right? Like, that just seems like that's going to be too easy just to go ahead and uh, make that happen. So you're going to have Mike Vrabel, uh, potentially, you know, certainly Bill Belichick. doesn't look like anything's going to happen for him unless the, Charger or the uh, Falcons suddenly change their mind. You're going to have some pretty big-name guys sitting out there waiting. And maybe, again, the smart play is one of our texters just brought up Cliff. Um, or it wasn't Cliff. It was somebody from the 214. The nameless in the 214 said, hey, there's going to be better jobs next year than some of these other jobs potentially. When you're talking about Philly, Dallas could be available, Buffalo, Miami, Jacksonville. I, I threw the Giants in there too. I mean, you're talking about some serious jobs potentially open here. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, James is going to get us an update on the other side. Dwight Stevenson will join us. He'll be in town this week at the Virginia Beach Sports Card Comic Pokemon and Collectibles Expo at the Virginia Beach Fieldhouse. Dwight Stevenson, the former Hampton Crabber and NFL Hall of Famer on the other side. Scott Jackson, show Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. James Witham, Scott, your sports center. Hampton Crabber, Alabama, and Miami Dolphins. How are you doing today, Dwight? Doing well, Scott. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Of course, you'll be here this weekend, Virginia Beach uh, Sports Card and Comic Book and uh, Pokemon and Collectibles Expo, 27th through the 28th. Free admission, 9 to 4 uh, this weekend. You'll be signing there among the 250-plus vendor tables uh, out there. So people can come on by and uh, and get uh, Dwight Stevenson's autograph this weekend. Should be a lot of fun. Yep. Yep. Looking forward to getting out there and stuff. Uh, you know, just being around the team, being around the people, and uh, having a good time. And stuff. So I think Russell and and his team has done a wonderful job of putting together a nice, uh, nice event. Well, I ask you about uh, you know the Dolphins while we got you here, and also maybe some Alabama stuff too. But I mean, been been an interesting couple seasons with the Dolphins. Obviously, with uh, Mike McDaniel there this season, it really just seemed like man, they had a ton of defensive injuries at the wrong time of the season. Uh, and obviously had to go play in um, you know some ridiculous temperatures in Kansas City, where it didn't really seem like their offense that wasn't really conducive to their offense. But what are your, what are your overall thoughts on the Dolphins and the direction they're headed right now? And do you think they are headed in the right direction? 
I do feel as though we're headed in the right direction. I think the coach Daniels is a is a an exciting coach. He's a coach that I think is made for this time uh, for the time, and uh, I think he's going to continue to do a good job for us and stuff. And um, the players they're excited about playing for him. Uh, yes, last year, like you mentioned, the injuries played a big part in the Dolphins' uh, season. Uh, but it's part of the game. We've got to learn how to play. Uh, the, when someone gets hurt, the other players got to step up and uh, do a good job and keep us winning and stuff. But I do feel as though the Dolphins are going in the right direction. Uh, I think we are going to be a better football team uh, each and every year here. What about Tua? Do you think he's the guy for, for the for the Dolphins um, to, to take them to that place? Yeah, I do. I do think he's the right guy, too. He, uh, I've seen him get better. I mean, he came here. Uh, he was a young guy willing to learn, and, and, that, and that's one of the things I think uh, makes him very special. He's a humble guy, willing to learn, and uh, he's just going to continue to get better and better. I can see the difference between last year and this year, and I think this year he'll get even better. I think the way he plays the game, yes, but also – the way that he handles certain situations, he seems to not panic and uh, hang in there and really try to find a way to try to win the football game. You know, of course, he comes from your school. Uh, you guys did, you had kind of a big offseason here um, with, with Nick Saban retiring. First of all, your thoughts on that happening and and kind of, you know, how that kind of the trickle down as, as Alabama was looking for a coach. A lot of coaches got extensions off of that. And and certainly uh, then you ended with Kevin DeBoer, which also set off a, another round of, of, of coaches jumping around. Right. I mean, you know, Coach Saban has done a, a job that uh, you, you have to take your head off to him. He, he's been a great coach for a long time, and he's going to go down as one of the best to ever coach the game. And uh, But not only that, he was a guy – I think that made the players and and hit hit good people around him, and he also helped develop good people. He wasn't just about winning football games. I, I think that's a very important part that um, not a whole lot of people talk about. But the players that played for him turned out to be pretty good people, and I'm um, very happy about that. Uh, but yes, yeah, Alabama. <laughs> this is going to be a big big blow, but I I think just like. Uh, all winners and stuff. You still got to find a way to, to make the adjustments. Um, you know, get the right people in here and uh, continue to d- develop and grow as a football team, grow as a school. And I, I think we, I think we'll get through it. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy. I'm not going to say it'll be quick. But uh, you know, we will. Uh, we'll, we'll find the right coach. And I think that DeBoer is a good coach. I think that he's a guy. It's probably similar to Coach uh, to Coach Saban and the Bear Bryant and those guys that come before him, but I'm not saying you mention his name in the, in the same breath right now. Sure. But I think that that's what he's going to be aspiring to, and I think that uh, he, he he should get there. We're talking to Dwight Stevenson, former Miami Dolphin Hall of Famer. Of course, Hampton Crabber as well will be back in town this weekend here in the 757. Uh, sign an autograph to the Virginia Beach Sports and Card Combat Book uh, and uh, Pokemon Collectible Expo, 27th and 28th and at the Virginia Beach Fieldhouse. We've actually got some uh, giveaways for this as well for people that are going. We'll do after we're done talking to Dwight here. Uh, Dwight, I ask you this. I mean, you played with the great Dan Marino most of your career. So you've seen what it looks like to have a, a true franchise quarterback. I just had a Cowboys fan call in here a little while ago, and he wanted me to ask you this. 
Do, do you? When is it? If you're in a locker room in your situation, do the players know if that if your quarterback is the guy? And if you don't feel he's that way, how does that impact the rest of the team? Yeah, the quarterback is uh, that position is just a natural leadership position. Uh, he's the guy that can influence the game. He touches the ball every play uh, when the offense has the ball. Uh, it's very important, and uh, so even the way he delivers the plays. Uh, he calls the plays and stuff, uh, or, or if he checks it out. I mean, it's very important that he he shows everybody that he's confident, that he feels good about what he's doing. And it's just very, very important. And Dan Marino, like you mentioned, he was one of the best at that. I mean, he Coach Shuler was going to play in, and sometimes Dan didn't like it. And, uh, they, and the wide receivers might not like it, but they would change the plays. I mean, they they had the confidence in themselves. But they knew if they changed that play, that that play needed to work or stand a really, really good chance of working. So, um, but Dan Marino was a guy that was full of confidence, but full of hard work, and and uh, just a great guy to be around. He he was just a natural leader. You know, examples of him being a leader was not just on the football field, but it was off the football field when we had to strike. You know, he was one of the guys that held everybody together, and um, you know, we became. You're close as a team and stuff, but he's a he's a great leader as a, uh, as a as a football player and as a quarterback. Great leader. Yeah, and you know this is a tough position, right? I mean, especially nowadays where it really feels like if you don't have a superstar quarterback, you better have everything else, right? I mean, you look at uh, the two players at this week's AFC Championship game and two of the best in the league and Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. And then, you know, know, obviously Goff's a good quarterback. Purdy's a good quarterback, but, you know, we wouldn't call them, you know, superstars by any means. But those teams, you know, also have some other things going for them. But in this day and age, it just feels like, you know, the, the number of really, truly great quarterbacks is going down. And, you know, the need for them, though, is getting higher. <laughs> because because teams are, are really trying to build these offenses that throw the football around a lot, but yet it doesn't feel like we have enough of these talented quarterbacks or, or at least ones that are coaching correctly to, to fill all those uh, needs right now. I mean, you said all the right things. I mean, the quarterback position is just so very, very important. And you watch these guys, these teams that are doing really well. I mean, they do. Like you mentioned, they have a superstar quarterback or a very, very good quarterback. You mentioned golf and you mentioned um, – Purdy. I mean, no, you can't say that those guys are Dan Marino or Joe Montana yet, but they they have some abilities and stuff like that, and they're, they're pretty good now. Uh, so, and then they also have good people around them and stuff. But that quarterback position is just so very very important. You can see that with Mahomes as well as Baltimore. I mean, this, yep. that's um, you know they have two of the best guys <laughs> in the game today and stuff. Um, so the quarterback position is very very important. If you don't have a superstar. You got to, he still got to be pretty good, and then he, um, you got to surround him. Surround still, you need good players at a lot of positions in order to be successful. I mean, the NFL is so competitive these days; uh, it's hard to find a weak leak. I feel uh, in in at any position, and uh, but most of the guys are pretty good football players. Uh, Dwight Stevenson, for those that don't uh, know, uh, a Hampton High uh, graduate, 1975, was All-State 
when he was at Hampton, of course, uh, also a defensive tackle in addition to being a great offensive lineman and center, of course, in the Hall of Fame. Then went to Alabama mm-hmm. from there. So back at home this weekend for the card show. I mean, you obviously have been uh, back a few times. Is it is always good to get back in the 757? And I'm sure you see some folks that uh, will, will come and remind you about uh, you know seeing you uh, when you played high school. Well, I hope that's the case. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of people and stuff and, and get back there. It's, it's just always great. Like you said, I get back there quite often and stuff. And uh, But it's good to come, come back home. It's good to be around, to be in the 757 uh, area. Uh, and just great football around there, too. Great sports. And, uh, you know, I just like to – I think it's, it's a great area and stuff. It reminds me a whole lot of South Florida, just that – we have 70 and 80 degree weather most of the time up there. It's a little bit cooler at times, and uh, but a lot of water and uh, yeah. and uh, you know a lot of things to do up there in that area, and a lot of things to do down here too as well. And stuff, so. Well, I mean, you know, you know how it is, you know, go, going over from the Hampton side. I mean, now with uh, Gerard Mayo, yet another head coach uh, from this area, and obviously a former player yeah. as well, much like Mike Tomlin. I mean, that 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 is right. again just kind of shows you. Uh, you mentioned the water. I mean, there's something in the water, right? Uh, <laughs> because there's been a lot of great players, and now you're adding two NFL coaches uh, from this area. That That is awesome there and stuff. I was very, very happy to see that and stuff. I don't know him, but uh, Mayo, I'm sure he's going to get up there and do a great job. Um, I'm excited for him. Um, and Coach Tomlin continues to done a good job and stuff, and I, I hope he continues to be the head coach at the Pittsburgh Steelers and stuff. So, uh, it's a uh, it's a lot of great athletes in the area, man. But a lot of great athletes that come out of that area and stuff. And I'm excited about you know guys like Bobby Dandridge and other guys that I'll be uh, um, will be signing this weekend. Uh, when I was coming up, I, I got a chance to watch Bobby Dandridge, and you know we all try to be like Bobby Dandridge. He, he did a great job. Bobby D, yeah, man, my favorite uh, championship team, the Bullets of '78. Um, that is, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. He'll be there this weekend too. Uh, at D yeah. Stevenson underscore fifty seven on the X, if you want to follow Dwight there again, Hall of Famer in the '98 class, five time All Pro, Walter Payton Man of the Year as well. A tremendous career and um, good enough to uh, come up this weekend, sign some autographs at the uh, Virginia Beach uh, Fieldhouse on the twenty seventh and twenty eighth. Uh, we will uh, give away. A uh, couple of uh, things you can get signed here in a moment. Hey, Dwight, thanks so much for your time and uh, safe travels and uh, enjoy the weekend. We appreciate you giving us some time here. You got it, Scott. Look forward to coming up there. All right, take, take care. care. Oh, you too. All right, Dwight Stevenson, Bally, who's uh, guest line good enough to join us here on the uh, Scott Jackson Show. All right, so here's what we got for you. Uh, Russell was good enough uh, to give us Savage, who was putting the show together from the 757 Card Show. A couple 8 by 10 custom images uh, signed with uh, a couple inscriptions and the uh, JSA authentication. If you can go to the show, this is very important. Okay, don't, yeah, you don't have to win this to if you're show. not going to the show. Okay, don't call in if you're not going to go to the show this weekend because it's pointless because you will get Dwight to sign it there. Um, so 757-687-9494, Ballyhoo's phone line. If you're going to the show this weekend and you want to get this uh, for Dwight, call in. We'll give away for the first two callers that are going uh, and uh, we'll we'll get this information over to the uh, card show folks, and you'll be hooked up with um, these things to take over to Dwight Stevenson when you get there. And again, free admission, uh, 9 to 4 on Saturday, 9 to 3 on Sunday, Virginia Beach Fieldhouse. Again, 250-plus vendor tables uh, featuring cards, comic books, Pokemon toys, all kinds of things, action figures. I mean, they got it all for you. 
Virginia Beach Sports Card and Comic Book Pokemon and uh, Collectibles Expo. All right, so first two callers that are headed there this weekend, James will hook you up, 757-687-9494, the way to go there. All right, Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We'll get more into the Jim Harbaugh move to the Chargers. Top of the air, Chris Harry joins us, who covers the Chargers. Scott Jackson Show here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, welcome back. Uh, breaking news in the NFL right now. Another coach, hire the Atlanta Falcons have hired Raheem Morris, who, of course, has been the uh, Rams defensive coordinator, was a one-time head coach with the Buccaneers for a brief period of time before uh, hitting the assistant ranks, was in that Shanahan world for a while. He's in the 2013 picture, by the way, Coach Ra, and he had uh, been – in Atlanta with Kyle Shanahan, worked under him as when Kyle was the OC and Dan Quinn was on that staff in Atlanta and was actually on the offensive side of the ball for a while, for a brief period of time, but has mainly been a defensive guy. So Raheem Morris, uh, I believe, is 45. Am I right? Is he in his mid-40s at this point? Still looks very young. But uh, Raheem Morris is the choice in Atlanta. Again, always uh, was wondering if he was going to get back in it. I mean, the, the Rams went out pretty hard this year. 47, sorry, for Raheem Morris. The Rams, you know, front office folks and Sean McVay really pumping up Raheem this year and uh, trying to uh, get him uh, set up somewhere as a head coach. And now the Falcons will give him his uh, second look at being a head coach. And, you know, the first time he was a coach, he was really young. I mean, he was like player's age. It probably was too much too fast. Although he did have one really excellent, you know, like they were in the playoffs, like a second season, I want to say, or they were, no, they, sorry, they were 10 and six and didn't make the playoffs, which is funny. I think somebody could be 10 and six in the NFC and not make the playoffs. Uh, but a three and 13, 10 and six, and a four and 12 was the Atlanta interim in 2020, I believe, after uh, Dan Quinn got canned, correct? Yeah, it was after Quinn yep. got canned. Uh, he was the interim there after Quinn got off the 0 5 start. He was promoted to defensive coordinator that year as well uh, prior to the season starting. But, yeah, so Raheem Morris back at it as a head coach. So that leaves two. It's just the Seahawks and the Commanders. And yet, again, Belichick, who appears to be totally done-done at this point, Vrabel, uh, Dan Quinn, Mike McDonald, uh, Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, um, Todd Munkin, who I don't think is going to get a job, but anyway, just we have to extremely right, up. right. No, right. Makes I sense. think it looks like Ben Johnson would be shocking if he didn't end up with one of these two jobs. Number one, and then after that, I mean, to me, Seattle. I've always felt like Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn. So that's it. And then you're talking about Mike McDonald. So that's a win for John Harbaugh <laughs> for now. <laughs> for now, uh, if he keeps his young defensive coordinator, but. You know, and for Glenn, you know, another year. You know, they, and let's be real. I mean, the, the the Lions' defense was struggling to be in the season. Yeah, I never saw him as a serious. And, they, and they've honestly. had a lot of injuries. They've had a lot of injuries too. Yeah. I'll say that. Not that it was a great secondary in the first place. They, they have to stock up. But I think a guy who's on the rise for sure uh, at this point. But uh, apparently, you know, this is where the sucky thing happens to the successful teams, right? The successful uh-huh. coordinators, exactly. where they get these rules and these teams get antsy. I mean. The Falcons, there were no more people for them to talk to. No. There was nobody else to talk to. I mean, they've had so many. Clearly, it looks like the commanders are all in on Ben Johnson. But if they're not, then there is McDonald at least, and that you know, there's some other options there, right? There's a lot of options, especially if you've still got a guy like Vrabel out there. But again, this doesn't seem route. to be one of the guys they're looking at. They're looking at young up and coming assistants. It's a it's a whole thing. So if Seattle hires Quinn though, like we like we think that they yeah. may, then 
again, you you've got your choice of either yep. Ben Johnson or, or Mike McDonald, and that's you know not too shabby. No, and again, I think the prize to me always for Washington was get the court get the GM job situated correctly. And I think Adam Peters, I feel pretty good about that uh, more so than I will about their uh, their head coach until I actually see them actually coach. No doubt, because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're a new coach. I yeah. mean, you know, it's a brand new. It's going to be their first time ever being a head coach. So I'm going to I'm going to be a little okay. Let's wait and see kind of guy, which is never popular. I mean, <laughs> the wait and see guy people hate that guy. <laughs> And <laughs> in, in this industry, it's just like suicide. I mean, you can't, you, you know, you can't be wait and see guy. Come on, Scott, you wait and see guy. Really, get out of here. I mean, all oh, the consultants hate you for that. Uh, hey, Nick in Virginia Beach and Chad and Chesapeake, congratulations! You guys uh, won those uh, uh, giveaways for the card show uh, coming up this weekend uh, at the Virginia Beach. Uh, Fieldhouse, uh, the 27th to 28th, and you get to uh, meet Dwight Stevenson, among others. So congratulations to you guys. Again, thanks to Russell for uh, making it all happen here from the 757 Card Shows. And should be a good show this weekend. I know they got another big show coming up in May as well that we'll keep you posted about when we get closer. All right, so Chris Harry is going to talk Chargers with us. But it is interesting. If you're one of these teams that was like, like the Bears, for example. I'm just going to throw the Bears out there. Okay. And decided, no, we're going to keep Matt Eberflus. We're good this offseason. <laughs> yes. That, that and now thing. you look at like, wow, man, these guys are all available. We went out and got Shane Waldron was our big move this offseason. We kept Matt Eberflus. Now, I will say this, Matt Eberflus played, his defenses got a lot better. As the year mm-hmm. went on, Montez Sweat was uh, excellent for them, you know. And now... Uh, you know, now we'll uh, we'll see if that was a wise move or not. But or they may be one of the teams, along with the laundry list of the teams we just mentioned before. You know, every year we're like, oh, there, there could be six to seven new jobs. I'm like, that seems crazy. When you get close to it, it ends up being that way. And I guess there's still the outside chance, outside chance that one of the four remaining teams, Chiefs, have a coach that decides to ride off in the sunset. And that would be the only one. I, John Harbaugh is not going anywhere. I don't think. No. Reed's the only one. Kyle Shanahan's certainly not going anywhere. You know, Dan Dan Campbell's certainly not going anywhere. But if there is a a team that is going to you know that's left that's still playing that might have a change if you buy into it. And again, people have been reporting this. Legitimate people, not just right willy nilly. You know, people that dad owns Starbucks or anything. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you know, you got Schefter and these guys talking about this on ESPN last week. Anyway, it's pretty crazy. Uh, that that's going on. But again, Vrabel, as somebody had pointed out to us around the text line, him and Bill might just hang out together. Who knows? Vrabel and Belichick hanging together. I don't even know how many former players actually hang with Belichick, but you know who knows? That would be interesting. Yeah. I know Tom Brady does not. Uh, Matt says this on the text line. Uh, just got back in town. Thoughts on Vic Fangio move. Will Miami be better or worse? Well, who are they hiring, right? That's, that's the thing. I would really like to see them hire... And I, I know, I, I know, I'm a broken recorder. Wink Martindale. Yeah, he lives down in Florida somewhere. It's all the same to me, Florida people. Anyway, uh, it's all the same area. So he, he's down there somewhere in Florida. He could be in Sarasota for all I know. I think he actually is. Anyway, it's not really all that close to Miami, but it's all the, not all that far either. So you know, to me, again, aggressive guy. You know, real, real gives something adds a little extra to your staff that you probably do not have on it right now. But yes, can he probably you know wear it as welcome as it appears like the Ryan brother, the other two Ryan brothers that he's related to that he doesn't know yet until he goes to one of his ancestry shows. I can't wait for them to put him on Where's Your Roots and they find out, Wink, you're never going to believe this. You're related 
to Buddy Ryan. He's your dad, we're pretty sure. And, oh, yeah, your two brothers are Rep, Rex and Rob, and you're a triplet. I mean, hey, you never know. I think I, I think we do know. Anyway, I think it would be uh, pretty wild. Yeah, um, yeah. he just asked, he said, well, could they bring Vrabel? No, I don't see Vrabel. Vrabel is not going to take a D.C. job at this point. No, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I think Vrabel just sits it out, uh, sits it out at this point. Yeah, sits it out. Unless, of course, uh, Michigan hires him. That would be funny. Because <laughs> remember, I would be all because remember there that. was the whole thing about you know, hey, maybe Ohio State hires Rabel, right? You know, remember yeah, that? They, they, well, when everybody wanted to run Ryan Day out of town, yeah, sure. Right. That was the whole Ohio State thing. We're going to hire Rabel. That was what everybody said. Uh, would have been funny. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. Yeah, Belichick's sitting out too. I mean, Belichick's. Not. Oh yeah, Belichick's Be- toast. Belichick's at this point. done. Yeah. yeah, Belichick is totally done at this point. Pete Carroll's apparently sitting out uh, as well. At this point, uh, so yeah, I mean, there's some good, there's some talent there waiting you, waiting you next year. I mean, it's the Bill Belichick podcast. I'll be dropping anytime. Now. I can't wait for that. The Let's Go Bill Belichick and Tom Brady podcast. <laughs> they may get rid of that weasel Jim Gray and put uh, Tom Brady in there. I, I mean, uh, Bill Belichick in there would be a lot of fun. All right, we got another hour with you. We're out early tonight. Uh, women's uh, Monarchs taking on the App State Mountaineers. Is that what they are? The Mountaineers. Yeah, you, you got it. Okay, right. it didn't sound right when I said it. Anyway, the Mountaineers of App State tonight at 6 o'clock with the pregame show uh, with Matt Hadfield and Shonda DeBerry. All right, coming up, Chris Harry, Chargers. We'll get into the day. Does anybody have it better than Charger fan today? Both of them. We'll get to it next year. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law.